0: You are now locked in and
1: listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise
0: quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship.
1: This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. Welcome to 2023. Happy New Year. It is Thursday, January 5th, first episode of the new year. We have a lot of football to talk today, so we're going to start off with a rant from Tim, uh, get into some of the NFL player safety stuff that we've been seeing recently in the league, um, and then... finish off the first segment with hits and misses then we're going to do our top 10 quarterbacks in the second segment we're going to get in the news to finish off the second segment and then we have our last week of nfl regular season predictions week 18 to start the third segment and then we will have another kind of
0: rant discussion to finish off the show but big things today Finally hit I hit double digit wins. 10, 6, and 1 in predictions. Yeah. Feels good. Hoping to go to 11. does Doesn't feel good for me, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But uh what a double digit losses this week. So. Something. Yeah. It is. Something. Indeed, something. At least you're exceptional um, at something. Just happens to be exceptionally bad. Yeah. This year, though. This year this we're year one and one.
1: One and one. One and one on the on the total count. Right. Um, so the rubber match will be next year for sure. Um, other than that, guys. Pretty good show. Go follow wherever you listen. So subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate it. Um, go over to our social media. Check all that stuff out. TikTok has been huge in the last week. Uh, if you Everyone saw us on there, on it. yeah, we've been catching some heat on there.
0: But I mean, hey, it, they, that's what they don't like the truth. They don't like the truth. Look, that, that's what good content does. That's what good content. Is. You're right. It riles people up. Riles people up. But uh, let's start with the obvious here. Demar Hamlin goes down with a scary injury in the Bills Bengals game, right? And I know from, like, Twitter, TikTok, all this, that I'm not the only one who thought that instantly, right, that happened. You see the severity of it within the next – well, I mean, you see the severity instantly. But within, like, five minutes, you realize, like, oh, oh, this is bad, bad. Yeah, it was, it's not just bad. It's bad, bad. That was bad. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm not the only one who thought instantly that this game can't go on. Like, uh, that's – it's about time to stop. Right, I mean, You're sitting there watching Sean McDermott. He's talking to the officials, and Zach Taylor comes over. And, and Sean's almost in tears at this point. Some players are in tears. And you thought, you know, this game, th- it's, this game's not important anymore. It can't go on. Clearly – you can't ask those players to be put in that position after their teammate. And even on the other sideline with the Bengals, seeing somebody go down like that, you just can't. can't couldn't go on. They made the right decision to to postpone the game and, and indefinitely suspend it or, or whatever the, the official term is, right? But this is a very crucial season for the NFL for player stages. This is not an isolated incident. I mean, these are guys. They're, they're people, men, fathers, sons, brothers, right? We've seen Tua have very serious head injuries, right? Devontae Parker had to have his teammate stop the game because he was wobbly trying to line up for a route Are this is a crucial point in the nfl to make a slight pivot right i'm not asking the nfl to be flag football i'm not asking that we, we you know, outlaw hitting and take the pads off and and we make it you know glorified flag football that's all i'm asking but this league has 53 man rosters for a reason right maybe what, what, what if we increase to 60 does it really cause that much of a burden on, on owners from a cost perspective, seven more guys making league minimum. Does that matter? Not really, not really, because the precaution needs to be not precaution anymore. It needs to be normal now, right? Let the guy from Southern Washington Tech, who's your 59th guy on the on the roster, right? If you if you expand it to 60, in my eyes, right, I think I think it'd be a wise decision. Let him get a shot. You know, let Kurt Warner was undrafted. Randy Moss is from Marshall, fell in the draft, right? Let these guys get a shot because of the precaution you're taking. So it's it's dual benefit. More safety, and we get more guys involved. Right? We we've seen this especially this this year. Like forty some different guys starting a quarterback. It's like it's like an NFL record for most starter and quarterbacks in a season. Right? Brock Purdy was Mr. Relevant. Now he could lead a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, who knows? Right? They're a Super Bowl favorite for sure. Right, so let's take that precaution with those hurt and let others get a shot while these young men get healthy. But with that being said, I'm not naive to think. That one thing cannot be ignored when you're talking about player safety, and that is these athletes that are hurt. Now, the Demar's case is a little bit different because that's not an injury that you like. Oh, he had an injury the week before, gets the rehab, and then gets hurt again. Right? That's 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 it's a different scenario. But player safety in general, if they're hurt and they try to come back, no matter what that medical staff is saying, they're pounding the table to play. Justin Herbert broke ribs, had a possibility for a, a punctured lung, etc. Right, all messed up in his abdomen played through the rest of the game against the Chiefs, right? That's that's a different level of commitment, right? These are these are powerful, young, alpha men that want to play, period. Period. I mean, they're tough. That's why they're here. You know how many injuries they've probably endured and played through just to get to the NFL? To them, it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's another week, right? So I'm not naive to think that sometimes they are in the way of their own health. It is what it is. It is what it is. These are like I said, powerful young men, right? It's almost unbelievable. It's almost not even believe. Go ask former and current NFL players what they have personally and what they have witnessed other players put their body through just to get to Sunday. You, you almost wouldn't believe it as a, as a normal person, The level of commitment and the level of toughness that they endure, right? Two things can be true at once. One, the NFL could use this and should use this as a great pivot for player, for player safety, right? Have people upstairs, we already pay for, what, like 10 officials? Maybe even more. Obviously, you have the ones in-game. Then you have the ones on the sidelines, like alternates. And you have the people upstairs looking for stuff. Is it crazy to put medical experts upstairs? Or maybe even a couple on the sideline? Say you had six medical personnel. Three on the sideline, three upstairs. All they're looking for is injuries. I'm talking everything from your toe up to your head. Is it, is it that bad of a decision? Oh, he planted wrong on his knee. He came up gimpy. Let's take him out for a play. Get him checked out. If he needs to come out for longer than he will if not send him back in same thing with a head injury i think it also might be something to look into you know an updated concussion protocol but i'm not an expert i'm not even going to speak on that right but these young men no matter what these medical experts say this is the second point or two things can be true one should probably be a little more into player safety two young men they're gonna they're gonna want to play or they're gonna pound the table like i said in Demar's case that's not the thing it's not like he was rehabbing from an injury that's a freak injury that's that's not what i'm talking about here but two uh Devonte Parker and probably a bunch of other cases that you haven't even heard of, because not swept under the rug, but because those guys played through pain. That's what they do as professional athletes. It's a complicated thing. We consider and say, "Oh, it's easy. You, you you limp, you're gone, right?" That's it's it's not that easy in real life, right? But I, I would like to close on this to keep DeMar Hamlin, his family, his teammates, everyone close to him in that situation, in your thoughts, right? We obviously wish him and everybody involved the very best and for him to you know to get well soon. Right now I think he's in critical condition but stabilized which is good. Uh but that's the most important thing. All this that we just talked about it's just conjecture, it's just discussion. But in the grand scheme it's minuscule. Right? His health and 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 the the well-being of him his teammates his family everybody involved that's of utmost importance. I'm just sitting here talking into a mic but that's what's important. I just you know I wanted to float a couple ideas in terms of player safety and and give some perspective as to what, what some of these athletes think about and, and and you know what they go through on a weekly basis and and how we can alter it to make the game better and safer in the grand scheme.
1: Yeah, definitely. All the thoughts and prayers with Demar Hamlin, his family, everybody close to him, the whole entire Buffalo Bills organization, and the NFL as a whole. I think Even, it, the shock yeah. waves
0: are felt through right. all thirty-two teams. You, Even you feel yeah. it everywhere. Even the Bengals. I mean, imagine being T. Higgins. Yeah, right. He, he was the one who Demar Hamlin tackled. Like people are saying, like, oh. He's probably going to blame himself, and he—he he probably will. Which I'm sure there are so sad. many
1: comments online that are attacking him. That is—that is the worst That's thing that, that could possibly come from this. He was, you know, that—that was—he caught a. Pass. It was a clean football play, yes. right? It, it was something like we see every week, uh, hundreds of times a week in the NFL. Um, but overall, yes, I, I see 100% what you're saying there. There's two sides to every coin. A bigger it? roster, yeah. I think, would be a good step from that. right? I think it's crazy. So We're seeing increased injuries by the year. right? I'm sure there's a stat or a percentage that you yeah, can yeah. find of in- injuries going up almost exponentially every year.
0: No, good news is head injuries are going down, which yes. is good. Because, no, because it doesn't they're taking seem the proper like proper protocol, right. though. Right.
1: Um, you put the right protocol in place, most of the times it'll you'll see a benefit from it. It'll work for you. Um, just overall, it's it's a touchy situation because you run into the extremes of both sides with this one right you run into the guys that are you know no matter what happens you should play and this isn't tackle or this isn't two-hand touch right Where this is the nfl we hit people sure and and i agree with that and i don't think that the chippiness of the game should be taken away because that's why football is so great. It is great right but you have to look at it from the other uh, the other side the other perspective and gain that it, it, it's, fathers, more brothers, it's, it's more than right. a game. It's right. more than a game. These are players. These are their lives, and they have lives after football
0: and away from football. Right. And fans need to respect that as well. Uh, and, and it's a tough line it, to walk. It, we can it sit here. It's, it's really easy to sit here and say and say the easy thing, which is just if you're hurt even a little bit, sit out. But that's it's not that easy. There's money at stake. There's power at stake. These are powerful young athletes that yeah. want to play. So yeah. they're always going to be pushing. To it's a uh, it was it was an unfortunate situation. Again, wishing him and everybody involved the very best. His family, of course. Um, but, uh, let's move on to some, some slightly more positive stuff. Let's get into one of our favorite segments of the week here, hits and misses. All right, so let's go hit number one here. We've said for like, I don't know, weeks, years, months, I don't know, whatever. The Kansas City is like a really, really good team. Yeah, and maybe any, the entirety of the show. Right, right. Any given day that they are the best team in the NFL. But I will say, you go back a couple years, they've been shaky late season when it comes to blowing teams out. They let teams hang around a little bit. They play close football games down the stretch. Yeah, Happens every year before the playoffs. Now playoffs are a different animal, and they're usually fantastic. But the Broncos plus 13.5 was like free money. It was like free money. It was. right. Like we say, I like the Chiefs. But that's a lot of points for a divisional game. And the Broncos are starting starting to play a little bit better and off the off the firing of uh, Hackett with an interim coach. Interim coaches always do a little bit better in their first game. The team plays a little more inspired. That, to me, was like free money.
1: Yeah, competition always rises when you bring that interim coach in. Plus, I mean, look, there's a reason we always mention Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in September and October, right? We're like, well, it's, it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in September. You don't want to bet against them. right? Oh, it's in October. You don't want to bet against You get to November. You get to after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Like Colin Coward, we talk about him a fair amount on this show. He always says there's, like, the season three, three before seasons. Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, and then the postseason. Um, and they, and they... after Thanksgiving, the Chiefs seem to tail off a little bit, it's and little they shaky. don't play the same, like, they don't play at that same edge that they do in September.
0: Could I could – I pose a theory to you. Yeah. So in the beginning of the year obviously they're good they're they're, they're just fantastic. That's just good coaching, really good quarterback. That little second part cuz they're good in the playoffs as well. That middle part like that right? That post Thanksgiving to the end of the year. Do you think they're hiding things for the playoffs? Because by the time they get post Thanksgiving, they almost unless they lose out, have a playoff spot locked up. Almost almost every year. Yes. I, so I, do you I, think they do you think they're hiding stuff? Do you think they're experimenting, trying to find what exactly works, what's going to be perfect for playoff time because then once they get to playoffs, they're always fantastic?
1: I don't think purposely hiding things. Maybe, but I don't I wouldn't put money on purposely hiding things. I would say maybe like you said, working in some new things, experimenting, trying a couple right. a, a couple new things that they want to see it worked the kinks out before you get to the to the postseason, and you have to win, right? I think so it's crazy. I mean, it's definitely a theory because there's a noticeable drop in play. Yeah, and, no, and it's noticeable. Here's
0: the beauty of it, though: they
1: still win almost all, all the games. Oh, absolutely, because you have the best quarterback in the league. Yeah.
0: All right, miss number one here. Well, so <laughs> I had Michigan and Ohio State winning. Uh, so let's start with the Michigan game. I thought, and I and I love Harbaugh. I thought they were completely outmatched from a coaching standpoint. Two or three times on the goal line. First of all, a Philly special out of a timeout, what are you doing? A trick plays to catch people off guard. Out of a timeout? That's the most not-off-guard you're ever going to catch You just defense. talked about it for 90 ever. seconds. <laughs> ever. You talked about it for 90 seconds, they talked about it for 90 seconds. Everybody came out and they're going, hey, they're probably going to run something weird. Like, 100%. And also, you're a power-running team. Why? Yeah. TCU has a really fast side-to-side defense. Why are you trying to stretch the defense? You have the power advantage in the middle. That's where you take it. You go up the middle, power 0. Um, And then they had another play where... It was after that really long play that got turned over. They end up fumbling on the goal line. You're giving it to a fullback who has nine carries on the year. That's probably why the exchange wasn't good between him and McCarthy. They've handed it off nine times. Nine times. In the highest pressure game, you're going to give it to a guy who tried to carry the ball nine times regular season, that's asinine.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't hand the ball to him. Maybe throw him in there so he can go clear a hole and block. Exactly. Power
0: offense. (laughs) They're trying to get too cute.
1: Look, it's the Big Ten. You know what you do well. You you run the football, and you play smash-mouth football really well. They got completely away from their identity, and they tried to do something... That they want to do, and, and they tried to play the TCU strength, where they're like, "We're going to play a, a spread. We're going to spread everything out. We're going to try to run speed." But that's not what they do Dump. well. Done, um, which is that's and why like you said, it's a really bad matchup against the TCU defense. Right. And all they do is they have really fast guys, and they get to the perimeters really, quick. really
0: well, really, really well. They play a three-three-five, which is almost unheard of. So three down linemen, three backers, and a big cover shell of five five DBs. So. The way to hit him is up the middle, which is exactly Michigan's strength. And they didn't play to their own strength, which is crazy. And I picked Michigan because of that strength and because I thought they had a better coach. He got completely outcoached, which is embarrassing for him. Hey, e-
1: either way, that's that's a win for college football for this week. For that me. was. The
0: predictions. Uh, but then Ohio State, they had it in the bag. They had it in the bag. They had, so I've never seen a collapse like that. Nonetheless, to a Stetson Bennett-level quarterback. The whole entire, the, the whole entire game... And I saw online, oh, Stetson Bennett, Mike drop, 400 yards and four touchdowns. He looked like a significantly inferior quarterback to a guy who is a questionable dart throw of an NFL quarterback in Studio Stroud. And I like him as a prospect, but he's a dart throw of a quarterback. For, uh, talking next level. Yes. And and he completely outclassed Stetson Bennett, and you lost to Stetson Bennett. You lost to the worst quarterback.
1: Yeah, it was a game. I'll tell you that it was interesting to watch. And that was probably the best watch of the week. That yeah. game had oh, yeah. zero dips uh, in excitement. So, uh, and it was cool.
0: I I picked Georgia. I saw them. I'll beat tell you Ohio what. State. The whole like Ryan Day started on third base type of thing. Like that whole saying. Like yeah. he had he inherited a program started on third base, right? Compared to Harbaugh, who built it almost from the ground up, right? Could not be more spot on. I thought it was awful coaching from both Harbaugh and Ryan Day. Um, it was a bad look for both those teams. All right, hit number two here. I said the Jess and Robert Sala are so ungodly overrated. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable how overrated they were. They went on the road with a significantly better roster than Seattle. I, well, maybe not significantly, but a much better roster. It, it, they should have at least competed. They got thumped. Yeah. Couldn't even master a touchdown. That's laughable. Laughable. 2022, you have to be able to score. Yes. I think Sala is probably, if he was a defensive corner, he'd be the best one in football. He's not a head coach. I've said it a thousand times, he's not a head coach. You have to be able to do offense. Could not muster a touchdown against Seattle. Their defense is awful. It's yeah, awful. It's
1: really bad. Uh and, and especially like uh, against a team like Seattle. Are we serious? It's Seattle. Sure, it showed out a little bit this year, but you have a lot of hype around you too. And and the Jets haven't played bad football this year the entire time. Sure, Solomon might not be the played. best head Good coach. Point. They haven't played good to great football, but they've played average. They've played good for the Jets, right? Average for their or above standard. average, for sure. They should be able to at least compete with the Seahawks. Yeah.
0: At least compete. Yeah, that was bad. Especially with the season on the line, you have to win that to get to the playoffs. That's bad. Alright, Mister number two here. I love Carson Wentz coming out and through the first five years of his career, right? Big, strong, can move, nice arm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the accuracy in the d- decision making is just poor. It's just not very good. Uh, and I'm sure he's you know, going to continue to get jobs in the NFL, but I don't think, I think his time as a starter is pretty much done. Yeah. I think it's pretty much over. Uh, I don't think he has the maturity to do it. I don't think he has the decision-making, the accuracy. It's not very good. Uh, and I love them coming out. I think, like I said, big, strong, can move, nice arm. He's the prototype of what you want in a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, he's nice, not able to get it done. He,
1: he's being welcomed now, I think, to the Teddy Bridgewater Club. Baker later, Mayfield. Like Baker Mayfield. Kind of just guys that bounce from team to team whenever there's a quarterback need, and they kind of need somebody to play, you know, three, four weeks, sign right. into a little bit of a deal there, so. All
0: right, hit number three here. Four and one on bets this week, baby. Where are all the people who are calling me a square, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's weird. I didn't get any comments. On this most recent bet thing. That's that's pretty odd, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody's saying, oh, that's actually pretty good so That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I had one bad week and people jump on. Me. You're slowly losing your name as the fade god. so there you go. Hey, we're positive on the <laughs> year. Alright. How many t- how many people were positive on the year, huh? That's what I thought. Not a lot, not this year. Betting has been positive.
1: universally tough this year for the entire league. Positive
0: on the year. What's up? Nobody call me a square.
1: I'm you no know square.
0: You're a square. <laughs> Alright, miss number three here. I'll admit it slightly. That Hurts is is definitely significantly better than Minshew, right? And I said though, but the gap is not that big, which is true. The gap is smaller than say Mahomes to his backup, Allen to his backup, Herbert to his, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. But Minshew's most likely not a starter. Maybe low end bridge. Um, I was just saying it's interesting the numbers, right? From a from a throwing perspective, they're not that different of quarterbacks. They don't run that offense that much different, and also. People are people were saying, well, "Well, did you see Minshew against the Saints? You know, missing his right tackle, you know, missing a backup, you know, missing a couple people here and there." Like, that's yeah, how, how it looks when you have a, you're a beat up, banged up team. Yeah, he had now, out. would Hurts have been better? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I never said that I would take Minshew over Hurts. That was never the discussion. But if you're looking most valuable player. He does not provide the value that Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, even Burrow do. Not even close. It's a ridiculous discussion to even have saying that he provides the same value as those players because he does not. He's a very good quarterback. You're going to see we're new are top 10 NFL quarterbacks. He is certainly in it, and he is right near a lot of really, really nice quarterbacks. Really nice quarterbacks. He's above a lot of people that would be viewed as a top five quarterback. And coming into the season, we didn't think he'd be above some of these guys. So we we like Hurt. That's not the thing. But the value, the whole valuable player thing. Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Allen, all way more valuable. The gap between Minshew and Hertz is not the Grand Canyon like it is from Mahomes to like Chad Henney or something. Right. So hits and misses. After what, week six? No, week seventeen of week the NFL. 17, yeah. Going into week eighteen of the NFL. So coming out of the break here we'll have our top 10 nfl quarterbacks we'll have the news following that and then of course predictions and another discussion in the third segment so they'll go anywhere all right segment two uh, happy New Year, guys. It is, what, the 5th now of, Jul- uh, of January? Oh, July. Yes. July. 5th, 5th of July, yeah. yeah. Hey, by by the way, we missed months six ahead. months, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, 5th of January here. Happy New Year. Um, if you just started listening, go back. We had a little rant. Uh, not even a rant. More like a discussion on player safety and, and kind of... Sending our our thoughts and stuff to uh, DeMar Hamlin's family, everybody involved. That was a good little discussion. Of course, we had hits and misses like we always do. Uh, We're about to get into the top 10 NFL quarterbacks. Starts to get really important down the stretch. We know quarterback play is of utmost importance in this 2022 NFL football, not 2023 NFL football. Uh, And so that's why why we always talk about quarterbacks. That's why it's a big discussion here, and that's why we're going to talk about it here with our top 10. Uh, We'll always obviously have news to follow. And then our predictions in the third segment followed by another discussion on Derek Carr. We'll be good. uh, To finish it up. So, yeah, it should be a good rest of the show here.
1: But uh, let's get in. So, we have our top ten quarterbacks. Let's just jump right into that. We're not wasting time here on a Thursday.
0: We always start at ten per usual. If this is your first time listening to one of our lists, we always start at ten. So, number ten here. Let's go with Kirk Cousins. I know he had a bad week at Lambeau. Okay, that it was evident. Yeah, since like week 12, that's one of the best defenses in football. Now I know if you look at the season long stats, their defense is not really all doesn't stack up numbers wise. Uh, But in the last like five or six weeks, that's a really, really good defense. At the end of the day, Kirk is sixth in touchdowns. He's fourth in yards. Now I know he's 16th in pass rating. But look, if you touchdowns, you produce yards, Look, people can hate on Kirk and I know he's not perfect. But I think he's a really, really solid NFL quarterback. Look, would you take him over a lot of quarterbacks right now? Absolutely. Yes. If you're the Giants, if you're the Jets, if you're if you're Houston, a lot of Washington, a lot of NFL teams would hire him and, and pick him up tomorrow yeah. uh, for their starting quarterback job. Look, I know he's not Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, right? I get that. Please he's a damn good NFL quarterback. He is.
1: Uh, so you try to think of a comparison, and we've used this comparison with uh, for him before when we would talk about you know quarterbacks even back before we started the podcast. Right. Um. Like you look at you look at cars or auto or in the automotives industry, you have the flashy ones, the big, the flashy. Right. You know, the Ferrari, the Lambo, the Corvette, the, the Mustang GT, whatever you can get package on right. it. That's your Mahomes. That's your Josh Allen. But Kirk Cousins is going to be your Ford F one hundred and fifty, very reliable. Dependable. Most of the time, he'll get you there. Yeah. And then every now and then he needs to, you know, you need to take him to the shop, you right. get the the, the the belts tightened up, right? Yeah. Um, but he's just a very, very reliable guy, and usually does the right thing. Sure, we see him take a couple steps back here and there, but you can usually count on yep. him, and it's enough to land you at ten on this list, at least in this current climate.
0: Look, and before this recent game, the previous three games he was averaging almost four hundred yards three touchdowns a game and, yeah. and, like, a half a pick in the, yeah. in the previous three games. So he, he's, he's fine.
1: And he's usually statistically one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Absolutely. So. And
0: I know st- the statistics don't tell the whole story. He's got talent around him. But at the end of the day, he gets sure. the job done a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, number nine here. Let's go with the person who just beat him, Aaron Rodgers. And I think the only reason that Aaron is higher is because, first of all, he's peaking at the right time, which is really, really important. We see this in all sports, right? The Nationals had a losing record at the All-Star break. They win the World Series, right? Yeah. Uh, Like the Bengals last year. Started out kind of rocky. Peaked at the right time. Joe Burrow peaked at the right time. That's how you propel yourself into the playoffs and make some noise in the playoffs, right? I think Aaron is starting to peak at the right time with an improved run game, with an improved defense. Uh, The emergence of Christian Watson. Mm -hmm. So I really like him moving forward. He's 7th in touchdowns. He's 14th in yards. 15th in pass reading. But like I said, he's getting better as the season's moved on. He's one of the most pure talent throwers in the game right
1: now. Yes. Christian Watson is a big piece of that, right? Because Absolutely. Because we saw him and we saw him struggle, really struggle to find that that new number one guy, a target that he's comfortable with to, to throwing to. Yeah. Uh, so he finally kind of is getting that gel, that chemistry. Right. And plus, like you said, the defense playing better, you heard it in, his, in, in the post-game interview when right. they were asking him about it. Yeah, it I takes good, a is what he said, ton yeah. of yeah. pressure off of them, especially when they can get those defensive points, flip a game. Because let's not forget, they started losing that game. Uh, and then it was a huge pick six, I think it was. Turned it right around, gave Aaron the ball back, and you know the rest was history there. Right. Um, and he's good enough, certainly good enough to be number nine.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, another legend here at number eight. Let's go with Tom Brady. Um, look. Second in yards, he's ninth in touchdowns. I know he's 17th in pass rating. It's because the completion percentage has dipped a little bit. Uh, the offense was out of whack for the first. Well, it still is. I'm not sure it's still. I'm not and sure it's back yet. Well,
1: receivers had a lot of drops too. Then yes,
0: right. Uh, he's starting again, like Aaron, to get a lot better down the stretch, which I think is important. Uh, and they're finally starting to get healthy. The offensive line's getting a little healthier. Their weapons are getting a little bit healthier. And, and they hadn't had a lot of snaps this season. I know that he's been there for a couple years now. But this season, with all the injuries, he hasn't had a full arsenal to work with altogether. They're finally getting that cohesiveness. I know that, you know, the secondary in Carolina was banged up. That's why he went off. That's great. But at the end of the day, he's second in yards, he's ninth in touchdowns. He produces. That's enough to land him at eight, especially because he's a legend. Absolutely. All right, number nine here, Dak Prescott. Seven. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, number seven. I don't know. I was looking at it because he's ninth in pass rating. No. (laughs) So, by the way, there you go. He's ninth in pass rating. Uh, He's tied for 13th in touchdowns. He's 18th in yards, but he did miss like five games. The only thing that worries me with him is picks. I think that's why he's not higher. But here's the thing with Dak that doesn't show up in the stats, and I think it shows up with the next quarterback on this list as well. The intangibles, right? Says the right thing at the podium. He's a good leader. I don't have to worry about Dak. Look. Can he throw a couple picks? Yes. Is he going to throw really boneheaded like deck? What are you doing type picks? Not really. Not really. It's because of his inaccuracy or maybe a tip ball here and there, but it's not like he's going to go lose you a lot of football games. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jacksonville games here and there, but actually the pick six to end it was dropped by his receiver. Um, so the intangibles, I like Dak. He's big. He can move a little bit. Overall, he's pretty accurate. And he can make a lot of the easy throws, which I think is important. We consider and say, oh, but can he throw on the run sidearm? No, but can he stand in the pocket and deliver a nice 15-yard out route when you need it? Absolutely he can. I think that's important. And it's underlooked in the stats.
1: Yeah, another thing that's underlooked, like you said, are the intangibles. The ability to go and look and sound put together at the podium, and be the face of a franchise. There are a lot of things that go into being an NFL quarterback, and playing quarterback, I would say, is like 50% of it. There's right. like a ton of off-the-field stuff. There's a ton of leadership stuff. And Dak, he, it's never been a question mark with Dak in that category. No, no. Um, it's the on-the-field flashiness. He's not as flashy. He won't give you those gigantic, crazy highlight reels that the NFL likes to show you right. on Instagram. But he's a good, But he will distribute D- the football yep. where it needs to go.
0: He's a really, really solid B-plus quarterback. Yes. I think he's Kirk Cousins, but moves a little bit better LA, and is yeah. paid more. That's a great comp, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, number six here, Jalen Hurts. Look, he's number he's number three in pass rating. He's tied for 13th in touchdowns. He's 13th in yards. So, But that's through the air. You look on the ground, he's number one in uh, among quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns, and he's third in yards behind only Justin Fields, who looks more like a running back this year than a quarterback. Um, and I think Josh Allen is slightly ahead of him or – No, I'm sorry, Lamar is slightly ahead of him, which is kind of crazy considering the games Lamar's missed, but but it goes to show that he does stand in there and throw third and pass rating. His completion percentage is good, and you got to credit a lot of this to offensive line, really, really nice wide receiver play. The emergence of A.J. Brown has been critical, and again with him, I get the intangibles. Great leader, fantastic leader. i build my organization around him tomorrow if the price tag wasn't super punitive because he moves in the injuries. I wouldn't pay him a fortune. But if you told me 35000000 million, I'd build my franchise around him tomorrow. Yes. I think he's got the leadership. Uh, he's clearly committed. I don't have to worry about off the field issues at all with Jalen Hurts. Um, so I think that lands him at six. I think it's a fair spot to put him because at the end of the day, you do have to play from the pocket to win at some point. Mm-hmm. People always want to say, well, what about Lamar and the MVP? And, well, Russell Wilson went to a Super Bowl in 1 1. Okay, but those guys are. Re- well, Russell is really, really good from the pocket, right? I know that Herbert can move. I know that Allen can move. I know that. Mahomes can move, but they are their best with their arm. That's their number one weapon. I worry at points Jalen's number one weapon is his legs. He's developing, which is really, really promising, so I think six is fair. And
1: we've seen what happens to quarterbacks that solely rely on their legs. Right. And and you he's pivoting away from that. There are a lot of coaches now in the league saying, look, sure, if you have a running quarterback, great. We're going to knock him out of the game. We're going to knock him out of the game. It's so easy when you have a guy that relies on his legs and then has to drop back still 40 times, even though that's not his strength. Right. So, yeah. It's uh, not Jalen super Hurts sustainable. No, it isn't. It's, but uh, it's I a do very like, one-sided game.
0: I like the strides he's making in his passing game. It's certainly what you want to see from a young quarterback. So, Jalen six. Let's go Trevor Lawrence at five. Look, since week nine, he's the best quarterback statistic. He is Fif- playing fantastic. Yeah. 15 touchdowns, two picks, 106 pass rating, number one in the NFL. He's 10th overall in pass rating, 9th in touchdowns, 9th in yards. That's what your franchise quarterback should look like. Yep. Big, strong, moves, good leader. That's exactly what you want in a quarterback. He just needs to start doing it more consistently. That's how he would move up on the list. But five feels about right, considering the people above him are freaks. And it feels
1: so good to finally see him do well.
0: You oh, know, 100%. You know, it, he's so easy to root for. Him.
1: You were waiting for him and waiting for it to pop and waiting for it to click. And now it, it seems to finally have taken, yep. and he's going to be hes gonna be a really special talent. I wouldn't be shocked to see him like near the top one to three of this list in the next, like, I'd say season to two seasons.
0: Yeah, I think you could leapfrog this, leapfrog this next guy, which I like, and it's number four, Justin Herbert. I like Herbert, but he can tend to be a little bit overvalued. I think a lot of what has him at four is the fact that he has overcome cluster injuries at wide receiver, cluster injuries on the offensive line, and he's still third in yards. He's 12th in touchdown. He's 14th in pass rating. But again, the injuries have been awful on this football team, and he's carried them to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't even like his coach. His defense is severely underwhelming. Like I said, cluster injuries on the line at wide receiver. The talent is undeniable with Herbert, though. 6'6", six, six, big arm moves. Like, four O biology student in college. Like, st- totally has the brains yes. to pick up an offense, adjust on the fly. And one thing that I think is really, really important, he's top three in fourth quarter pass rating. When it matters most, that dude is that dude, right? Right. Like, that throw on the run down the sidelines to Mike Williams against, who was at Is Ten- that Tennessee? Yeah, it was Tennessee. It was. Absolutely ridiculous. That's a ridiculous throw. Like, Nobody in the league, maybe Josh Allen, but I don't even think Josh is accurate enough to make that throw down the field like that. He's getting there. He's got the strong arm, but that was a pinpoint laser beam. It that I've never insane. seen anything like it.
1: It was insane. Yeah, we showed that highlight
0: in the episode where you were talking about it. It was. It's ridiculous. He, he is it's, one it's of the a, most, it's a once in a generation player.
1: One, one of the most talented guys in, in the league, for yeah. sure.
0: Uh, number three here, Josh Allen. Look, he's like. Twenty yards away from being the leading rusher. Yeah, on I was going to say if you can't see it now. I mean. Yeah, he, he's tied for third in rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks. He's seventh in, in uh, like passing yards, third in passing touchdowns. He's eighth in passer rating. Some uh, may call
1: him the Winter Soldier.
0: Hey, 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 <laughs> relax, now. Right? no, he, he, some may, some may, <laughs> we may, huh? Yeah. Uh, look, he just gets it done. Big arm, moves. Uh, and, he, and here, another thing, I like the intangibles. He's clearly a leader. Buffalo rallies around him. That's their guy. The team, the fans. Everybody has faith in Josh Allen. Now, I do worry a little bit going forward because whether this is fair or not, it reflects on him how well the team can build around him. They still have not developed a really good offensive line yet in, what, four or five years, have not developed a good offensive line, still have not developed a good running game. I still worry about their defense on the back end in spurts. So I don't worry about Josh Allen. I worry about can they get him a running game so he's actually playing complementary football? We'll see. But the talent and the quarterback himself, he's starting the league easily. Yes. If not higher. Uh, but number two is Joe Burrow here. Sixth in pass rating, second in touchdowns, fifth in yards. Here's the thing. Best quarterback on third down. Best quarterback in the red zone. Best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the fourth quarter but in terms of touchdowns. The critical downs. Is there anybody better situationally than Joe Burrow in the Bengals?
1: I don't think so because he is so methodical away about, about the way that he scans and picks receivers and distributes the football. Very smart. Very Brady-esque.
0: I was, I was just going to say, does it not remind you of Prime Brady? Where it, it does. Just, where it's, it's so frustrating to play him because – it's nothing flashy. Yeah. It's not it's not hey I'm going to roll left throw a sidearm around three guys like Mahomes does. It's no, I know exactly what you're trying to do, but I'm just going to do it better because I'm better than you.
1: Yeah. And it's so frustrating. I mean, the defense it's so hard to find an answer because sure Play the play the DBs back. Take away the deep ball. That's fine. He'll, he'll throw he'll throw four or five yard gains every yep. single throw. He doesn't care. And because yeah, he's got the talent where they're gonna stretch it into 25 yards. Mixman will pick up five. Yeah. Joe Burrow will throw for five or six, and they'll just slowly march their way down the field. Or you can play him in press, and then Jamar Chase is gonna absolutely just boat race Hockey. your DB yep. down the down the sideline, yeah. and it's gonna be like a 75-yard touchdown. Right. So it's really, really hard to defend him, and I think his the leadership, again, we talk about leadership. The, the it's unbelievable. Again. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's just on another level than Dak. We, right, we say Dak was good. Joe, Joe Burrow is better. And Joe Burrow has, I feel like, more of a confidence, more of a swagger it's, that people like. And, and that the chip point. on the shoulder.
0: Yeah, that comes through in the big moments. That yeah. point, that's why he's good on third down. That's why he's good in the red zone. That's yeah. why he's good on fourth down, right? Uh, you know, best in the pocket against, against pressure, right? That's why he's that guy. Uh, and then number one, it's not even really a debate. Especially if you look into the stats and you watch the games. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. He's second in pass rating, first in touchdowns, first in yards. I if you say he's not the number one quarterback, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I can't like, help you. I really can't. Like he he's first in almost every category you want to the and he's second in pass rating. Ooh. Like, and he, and two is above him, and that that number's inflated because of uh completion percentage. Like Mahomes is that guy. Completely rebuilt the offensive line. Now yeah, he makes it work. Hey, we're gonna ship off your best receiver, bring in a bunch of new guys. That's fine, I'll make it work. Like unbelievable, has never had a solid run game. That's nah, okay. Has never had a solid it. defense either. It doesn't need it. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, and again, you talk about the leadership. I will say the league is in very good hands. You look at the top, literally the top ten. Like there's no problems whatsoever. Mahomes graded a podium. Joe Burrow graded a podium. Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, Hurts. Like they're all just intangibles are off the charts. There's
1: reasons you don't see the last name Mayfield on here and, right. and others like that.
0: So now, now granted, I wouldn't start my franchise with Tom, Aaron, or Kirk now because of their age and they're a little bit limited physically. But the top seven, easily. look, okay. now, I, would I prefer Mahomes over Dak? Absolutely. But if you told me, hey, sorry, like you're going to start your franchise with Dak, I'd be like, okay. And oh no! Okay. If I had to start my franchise with an aging Tom Brady, That's I fine. guess I could
1: swallow that okay. one. I mean, come yeah. on,
0: like like Dak's a great. Come on, Dak's a really, really solid NFL quarterback. Same with all of them. Uh, so the league's in really good hands. Patrick at one, Burrow at two, Josh Allen at three, we Herbert at four, Trevor Lawrence at five, Jalen Hurts at six, Dak Prescott at seven, Tom at eight, A. Rod at nine, and at number ten, Kirk Cousins rounding out the top ten NFL quarterbacks heading into week. 18 in the NFL season.
1: Yeah, a lot to go over from last week, uh, basically through all sports. So yeah. let's get into the news. Let's get going with that.
0: All right, my good sir. Story number one here. Colts head coach Jeff Saturday not happy. Not happy. Called it. Well, I'll get to his quote here in a second. He's ripping the uh, the Giants edge rusher uh, Kayvon Thibodeau for his snow angel celebration after a sack. He kind of sacked Nick Foles rolled over. Didn't realize Nick Foles was hurt. Did a little did a little celebration snow angel. Uh, Saturday called it, what, like, disgusting, and, like, I don't know. He, he was upset about it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think he's overreacting a little bit? Look, if he, in that, in the heat of the moment like that, you're just
1: excited you made a good yeah. play. and Thibodeau right? said he didn't see it. And, yeah, if, and we've seen it before. It's hard to even tell from just a fan's perspective when you're actually even watching all of the players that somebody gets hurt, right? It right. takes a couple seconds till they click in and they go, oh, he's not getting up. Um, so... Look, come on. It's a competitive game. Everybody's out there playing with fire, playing with an edge. And when you record a sack, by all means, celebrate a little bit. And oh. you didn't realize he was hurt. So it's not like you like saw him hurt and then clowned him as he was hurt. He said tasteless and trash. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. This, Look, is just, it... just because Jeff Saturday plays a very old-school way
0: of football. Yeah. Like, like He does. It's yeah. very traditional. Very. yeah. He did, just, yeah. Like yeah. is it know. is a is it not ideal that he was hurt and he did it next to him? Sure, I could admit yeah, that. Yeah, the situation wasn't good. But I mean it is what it is. It's football, and, and at the end of the day, he said he didn't really realize he was hurt. If you look at the film, it's not like he looked at him and then did it, right? Like you could tell that he didn't he did look at he didn't look to see if he was hurt. Yeah. Kind of just rolled over, did a little celebration, right? He's a rookie who's playing really well down the stretch for mm-hmm. a team who's well, they were competing for a playoff spot, clinched a playoff spot. That's exciting for a young guy. Like that's Yeah.
1: And I mean like Come on now. When, when TJ Watt makes a sack, he doesn't look back to see if the quarterback's okay first. He oh, man. Gets and, oh, he's selling. He's selling. Hits it. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm, I'm so for I think a, it was a little, a little bit of an overreaction.
0: But I will say, I like Saturday standing up for his guys, though. I do, yeah. in culture and having yeah. their back. Yeah. yeah. Whether you agree with them or not, which I, I tend to disagree with them a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think it's good for the locker room that he's saying that. I think so. I don't think it's crazy that he's saying it. I just disagree. All right, story number two. Obviously, although, you know, DeMar Hamlin's news last night, and, or I'm sorry, on, on Monday, uh, and his health is of the utmost importance. Donovan Mitchell, though, broke the Cavs' franchise record with 71 points on Monday night. Uh, that's a big-time performance for a big-time player. So I will say this, when, whenever he was traded there, I said, I think it certainly makes the Cavs interesting. I think it makes them a top, you know, six team in the East. They're like fourth, the fourth seed right now. I don't follow it too close. But I think they're like the fourth or fifth seed right now. Um, he's a really, really nice player. They have a really nice young core in Cleveland. Uh, you know, do I see them being a a championship team? No, but Donovan Mitchell, wildly athletic, uh, you know, can get very, very vertical, really nice mid range, not a super good long range shooter, but overall really nice player. Good for him. 71 points. Another thing that I thought about when I saw it, you're telling me LeBron never scored 71 in his time there? I guess not. Or Kyrie, who was a big scorer. I guess not. I guess not. I mean, I that, that was a little bit surprising to me, too. That's I a, thought, that's a, yeah. I mean, that is a lot of points. So I'm not saying, like, oh, LeBron, you're trash. We're not scoring 71. Like, <laughs> of, 71. Like, that's a lot. You've
1: never scored 71 points. That,
0: that's a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, event. Sure. And a, a once-in-a-franchise yeah. event. So I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, it's crazy that LeBron hasn't scored. I just figured he would have because he's I, that good.
1: Yeah, I, I thought he would have held on to that record. Yeah. But, I mean, 71 well, points in a basketball game is.
0: That's impressive. <laughs> that's that's impressive. So, actually, you know, a little, little tangent here. When Kobe scored the eighty-one points, right? That, I don't know, that was so long ago. That was like early two thousands. It was like the it was like the only game that his grandma ever went to go see him in person, and he scored eighty-one. I wonder, if, I wonder if Donovan has a cool story about a seventy-one. Um, yeah. Either way, moving on here. Story number three. Back to the Giants here. Rumor on the street is that they are actually planning to offer quote multi-year extensions uh, to both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones after clinching the playoffs. Obviously, Saquon, the running back. A little bit injury prone in the past couple of years. Daniel Jones has been underwhelming. This year he's been a really, really nice, not fantastic, but he's been a nice, solid NFL quarterback. Um, is it a good call or a bad call?
1: I don't know. I'm so in between on Daniel Jones because I'm not sure what to think. Um, we see him have a, a pretty good start to the season, right? And then fall dramatically and then kind of pick it back up and try to hover a little bit. I'm not convinced if he's, like, going to be the guy that you want to go with and and stick with, you know? I don't think he is. I I don't see him. I mean, when you have so much talent that's coming up, I say you have to go draft somebody. You have to get somebody, at least in the system, even if you start Daniel next
0: year. I will say this, though. They're in a tough spot, right? So they're going to be one of the, not worst playoff teams, but, like, in terms of record, they're going to fall in the draft somewhere on the 20s. Right, yeah, like, like high teens, early twenties, that's probably not a great spot to draft a quarterback. Now, granted, if you go and get one third or fourth round, I would support that decision. But if if you said Daniel Jones three years ninety million, would you do it? No. It's only thirty million a year for a quarterback.
1: I don't know. I don't know if he's worth thirty million though. Okay, what about three years seventy five?
0: Twenty-five million a year.
1: If you if they could somehow work it so it's
0: what if they first. had a What if they had an opt-out after the second year? Yeah, I would do three that. Three years Three years with the second what, year opt-out. Okay, what if he came back? Three years, three years, because if it was only $25 million, I don't think he'd like the opt-out. Three years, $80 million with an opt-out after the second year, would you take it? I'd probably take it. I, I would take that. I'd probably take it. $25 million right now, or whatever, that would be like $26.5 million for a quarterback right now is not bad.
1: No, it isn't. Um... But I'm just not sure what his worth is. Like I am so confused on what to think of him.
0: I agree. Um, but at the end of the day, you're not in a good spot to draft a franchise altering quarterback right now, or else not, or else not one that we perceive to be right now.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you are in a bit of a pinch.
0: maybe get him. Maybe get one third, fourth round. Take a gamble. Start him a couple games here and there. You could. Daniel's your quarterback for the next two, three years. You're certainly a competent. Almost team. like a
1: Jimmy G situation where you kind
0: of keep him around and Yeah, and, and I, I will say this about Daniel. Doesn't get hurt a lot. He's starting to protect the football a lot more, which was a big problem for him. And he moves pretty well. Moves he does. pretty well. Um I will say, from a prototype standpoint, he's what I want in my quarterback in 2023. I just worry about big, the picks. strong moves. I
1: worry about the decision making.
0: I agree, but Brian Dable has kind of put the reins back on him. I'm not i I'm not advocating for Jim Jones, but people want to make it Either good, bad, plus, bad, black, or white. There's a lot of gray area with these quarterbacks. Plus, this is just the first year that we've seen Daniel Jones
1: under Brian Dayball, right? So, like... Yeah, right. Th- there's going to be a little bit of a growth period there. You're
0: going to hate me. Call me crazy. If Daniel Jones plays at this level for a couple years, and Kyler Murray keeps being up and down, who would you rather have? It's crazy. Well, actually, I'm not even going to say in a couple years. I'm going to make you decide right now. Daniel Jones or Kyler Murray? Right now? Right now? Kyler, but is the gap that big? Right Daniel, now, Daniel Daniel's available. Right now, Kyler, but I'm worried about injuries with Kyler. Daniel's available. Kyler's not. I think Daniel's a little more mature. Kyler's not. Daniel's a bigger, stronger, thicker. Actor. But this also
1: puts is in crazy? perspective.
0: This puts in perspective Kyler Murray and not being. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I would. I would probably go with Kyler because I think he's significantly more talented. I think he can do things on the field that nobody else can do. But it, people, it's interesting. But people want to make it black or white. It's not. If there's a lot of gray area with these quarterbacks and yes. contracts. Yes. Same thing with Saquon. He's the heartbeat of the team, but he gets hurt a lot. What's his price tag? If his price tag comes back to fifteen million a year, I think about it. If it's $20, twenty, twenty-five, I can't pay him that money. Which I you never pay running back that money. But no. if it's closer to ten, yeah, we've seen call that me. with Z. If it's seventeen, ah, I'm out.
1: Um. Oh god, yeah. Because I always worry about paying the running backs a big total because that's especially such an when they've already been position. hurt, especially when they've already been hurt.
0: Yes, I know um, when he's healthy, he's electric. But he's only been healthy what two out of four years?
1: Yeah, and I mean, look, look at the decline we saw with Zeke, and now they're stuck in Capel there in, in Dallas. So the you, people want to make it easy with Daniel Jones. You know, it's not an easy decision to make. It isn't, and I mean personally, look, like, the, I, I personally the Ky- like I said, I'm the out. Kyler comparison there is is interesting to look at. and Because I one is so thought of as so much more talented, which Kyler I game. is. And yeah, He is more talented right. from a talent standpoint. But there's other things that go into it. That's
0: what I'm, that's what there's I'm, what I'm saying. There's other things that go into it. And clearly Daniel Jones works to some degree in Dable's system.
1: I don't know. Comment below and tell us what you think. Alright, story number four.
0: Uh, obviously Derek Carr was benched. Um, I don't love the move. I mean, I will say though, Stidham looked okay. He looked pretty good. Uh... Look, Derek Carr had a bad had a bad year. It is what it is. It's like his sixth coach. But this does I, I think they're gonna move off him. I think that's pretty clear now. Where do you see him ending up maybe? We're gonna play, we're gonna we're gonna do a little a little discussion on this uh to end the the, the show at the end of the third segment mm-hmm. here, but just throwing out a name, I the Colts. Think,
1: uh, I, I was gonna say Colts. I could say I could see Houston maybe wanting to move off Davis Mills. I could see oh.
0: What about Washington? But about what about either say the commanders say they don't want Daniel Jones say they can't agree on a number
1: their card in New York has removed or what about the Jets.
0: There's a lot of teams. Derek Carr in New York.
1: <laughs> the same, same New York guy,
0: right? Jets or Giants, right? It's interesting. It's interesting to see. Or even uh, Carolina.
1: Third Dunnels Carolina
0: Carolina's an interesting one, but too. Sam
1: Darnold would be, you know, it'd be an upgrade to take Derek Carr over Sam
0: 100%, Darnold. 100%. It's not even close. So, so. It's not even, that's laughable.
1: And then anywhere in the NFC South. Ex- anywhere in the NFC South. Because I, mean, I think most Brady's likely gone. Brady's going to be gone. I don't, and I don't know if
0: he retires, but I know he's not playing for Tampa next And
1: year. I know the Saints would probably love to have a quarterback other than Andy Dalton. And I think. I think the Falcons, the Falcons. would. I, no, I think well, the Falcons no, 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 might draft Desmond, a quarterback.
0: I no. don't. I don't think they're going with Tezmer Ritter. I
1: don't know. Probably not. Maybe even. Uh, maybe even Tennessee, because CJ how, Stroud, because Malik Willis doesn't look great either.
0: It's interesting. It's an. It's interesting. Um,
1: either way, that's going to be. I think he might be like a top free agent, uh, other than Brady, because Brady's obviously going to get all the the news and the press and and the media all over his free agency it's when, when he does leave, which I'm suspecting. I agree. But I think outside of Brady, Derek Carr is going to probably be the biggest name, free that's agent. That's
0: fair. All right. That's all we got for the second segment here. Let's get into our predictions here at the start of the third segment. And then, of course, we will have a little discussion uh, more on the Derek Carr situation. So don't go anywhere.
1: Here we go in the third segment of the issue on Thursday, January fifth. Our last week of regular season NFL predictions. Um, It'll be good. Week eighteen coming up. Kind of crazy that we're at the end now. I feel like we just started. Big divisional weekend. A lot of a lot of big games. Kind of uh, the last deciding factor for some of those fringe teams that are still in the hunt. Ie the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they need a the win. Lers. They need the they need the Jets to. They just uh, to win. They need they the need Jets to to, win. Win. to
0: beat the Dolphins, and they yes. need to
1: win themselves. So it should be an interesting week um, for, I guess, not the smaller teams, but just those teams on the edge, those teams that are still in the hunt, and then obviously um, teams getting prepared for the yeah. playoffs and, and getting ready to go full force into the NFL postseason. Which, of course, we will keep you covered. Through the whole thing, so make sure you're going to theissuesports.com, sign up for that newsletter. Um, It comes out weekly on Wednesdays, the day before the episode. You get a preview of the episode, a little column, a little team to watch, and some coupons to come for our online store that will be dropping relatively very soon. And you will hear more about that next week, um, and we'll preview some of that. But first, let's get into these uh, predictions for week 18 of the NFL.
0: I'll start with the Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, I think we're going to take the Chiefs here, even on the road. I think the Raiders are going to go ahead and start Jarrett Stidham. I think he played very, very well first week, but I don't think that's a super repeatable performance. Like, backups can come in and play well. Yeah. And they do, they do often. But to do that consistently, I don't see him out-dueling Mahomes. I'll take uh, I'll take the Chiefs. I don't think they plan to rest anybody. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I'll go Chiefs as well. Um, it's just, you know, they, if the Raiders haven't been able to do it all year, what makes you think they're going to be able to do it in the last – the last week of the NFL season against the best quarterback in the NFL. They find
0: find ways to lose, and that's not a mark of a good team, so I'll take the Chiefs. Especially against Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, All right, Titans at the Jags. I think if the Titans win, they actually reclaim the division spot. I think the Jags win, though. I don't think it's all that close. They're going to go ahead and start Josh Dobbs. uh, The Titans are at quarterback. Don't love that. I'll take the better quarterback, the better – Overall roster, especially offensively. Yes. Coaching is here. though. I I, like, I think Doug Peterson is a really good coach. So yeah, you know, I'll go ahead and take the Jags.
1: I like the Jags too. Uh, they've been playing a really good brand of football recently, and Trevor Lawrence is kind of stepping into his own as an NFL quarterback, and we're starting to f- see that transition now. So yeah. I mean, it, it's a team that has momentum. It's a team that I want to be on their side this week. Right. I'm going to go Jags. Right.
0: All right, I'll go ahead and take the yeah, I'll take the Jags as well. All right, Jets at Dolphins. You're going to go ahead and take the Dolphins. I got a pull for the Jets here. Just just. For my own sanity, I need to be able to root for the Jets and then root for the Steelers, of course, so they can get in. So I'll go ahead and pull for the Jets. You're gonna go and take the Dolphins because I don't know, you hate Pittsburgh or something. (laughs) Uh, Or you're just being honest about it, ooh, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Kudos for honesty I, I'm, here. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm great. keeping that's the great.
1: realism. I'm keeping the realism. Uh, I, I just think, you know, at this point, the Dolphins have more pieces. I like Mike McDaniel over Robert Sala. I won't deny uh, that. I, I'm trying to be the voice of reason here. Um, I, as much as I would love to take the Jets and love to take the Steelers, we'll get to that game. But in this spot, I would love to see the Jets win. I would love to see the Steelers make the playoffs. And I hope I'm wrong. But if I'm in the business of being right, which I am, and I'm, to be honest, trying to salvage a win still, right, it looks better to lose by three than four. Um,
0: I'll bet you drink Bud Light Orange, don't you? I do not. I'll bet you. That's a, that's a, that's a pick from somebody that drinks Bud Light nope. Orange.
1: Straight Miller. Straight awful. Miller time. awful, awful
0: guy. I can't tell you all right, all right, Panthers at the Saints. We're going to take the Saints at home. Uh, I think the, well, the defense has been playing well. They... they shut down a Philly team and, and then, you know people people want to bang on Minshew that's still a really good Eagles offense yeah um, and the Saints were able to shut them down on the road so I like the Saints coming back home in the dome against who Sam Darnold uh, come on
1: yeah I come like on. Saints here too yeah. there, there's nothing that leads me to pick uh the Panthers the no run game no. no weapons you have Sam Darnold at quarterback yeah like there's a lot of there's a lot that went wrong in that situation
0: all right, Bucks at the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are actually favored by four. That's kind of crazy. Kind of blows uh, my mind. We both talked about how we would take late-season Brady. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and take late-season Brady here, take the Bucks over the Falcons on the road. I Look, defense is starting to play a little bit better. Offense might start to click a little bit more. We'll see. Maybe they can build off that last game. I'll take Brady, like you said, late-game Brady. Yeah. Late-season Brady. Vikings at the Bears. Uh, Vikings are a better football team. Yeah, that's easy Minnesota, right? And, and I'm not saying that they have a lot to play for, but they can at least solidify the two-seed if they win. So they have at least something to play for. Chicago has nothing to play for And anymore. plus, it's your division rivals, the Bears.
1: I mean, they're going to want to go in there right. and, and, and kind and of them kick on them on around the around a little right. bit. Um, and I like the Vikings. And, and we talked about what kind of guy Kirk Cousins is and right. what level of quarterback he can play. Uh, so I, I like the Vikings over the Bears, over an unproven Justin Fields and, and a Bears roster.
0: So, right. All right, the uh, Browns at the Steelers. We we'll both take the Steelers. KP eight at home. I love that. Kenny two love gloves. That. Kenny two gloves at home against the Browns. Deshaun has been relatively discombobulated, I would say, since returning. Relatively, very much. Yeah, so. yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't looked very good. Right, he hasn't looked very good. I think the front seven for the Steelers is going to get after him a little bit. They better force him into a couple picks. Uh, I do worry though. Against running quarterbacks, we tend to have a little bit of an issue, but. I think we'll be okay. I think we bottle up Deshaun a little bit. Steelers win by a touchdown.
1: Hey, Steelers have played Lamar and
0: the Ravens pretty
1: well in, That's true. in the last couple of years and, and held him to not too much. When you have a guy like TJ on the edge, and yeah. plus this last week um, I know he did the whole interview thing and they were even talking during the game about how he's just now starting to feel better. Right. like Those weeks coming back were almost really, he like OTAs pack. and minicamp. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to take a little bit of, of time right. to get over. And he's starting to get back to that level. Right, We saw him get a bunch of QB pressures. He had a sack. He almost had strip on that sack. Back. Right. Um so I against, you know, Deshaun who's been out of the league for two years and hasn't seen a pass rush like Pittsburgh yet, yep. and Cam Hayward breathing down his neck. Yep. Yep. Good luck. Steelers. I agree.
0: Uh Patriots traveling north uh to meet the Bills. Now, we're not sure uh, you know, the status of this game yet, but nonetheless we're gonna predict it just in case if they end up playing this game and moving the Bengals and Bills till after, like till maybe like a week nineteen game. Like I don't I don't know how they're yeah. gonna go about it. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to predict this game as if it's going to be normal and then adjust from there. So, uh, pitch to the Bills. I'll take the Bills. They're a better football team. Um, and I, you, you hate to use it as, as an excuse, but they are, they are going to play inspired football next time they step on the field. Yes, that's, just, it, that's just a fact. Um, as they should. Because they're good teammates. They're good friends. You know, that's, you saw that's the, their brother. Well, you know what I mean? You
1: saw the emotion clearly from all the players, right. all the right. coaches, everybody on that field. You, you know they want to come out and get a win there.
0: Right. So if they, if they end up playing that game next Sunday, I think they will come out with a fire, uh, and they'll beat the Patriots.
1: I 100% agree.
0: Similarly here with the Bengals hosting the Ravens. Again, not sure uh, what happens there, but I'll take the Bengals at home. I think Joe is a better quarterback. I don't think Lamar's going to play, so I get a better quarterback. I get a better roster, definitely weapons-wise. Defense is about equal, but I get a better offense in an offensive league. I'll take the Bengals.
1: Yeah, Bengals, they just have that – they have that – it's such like a mojo when they get to that end of the season and it's Jamar Chase and it's you know you got T. Higgins you got Tyler Boyd and, and Joe Burrow is just distributing the football Joe to Mixon, everybody it's two good just backs, pounding yeah. the other team into the into the dirt into the, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: so I'll take Bengals I don't see the Ravens really putting up too much of a fight here all right, let's go Texans at the Colts. You'll take the Colts. Look, I actually think the Texans have been playing really, really well outside of, uh, you know, last game. They've been playing really well for the last, like, month or so. I'll ride with the Texans. I don't think the Colts have any momentum going right now. I don't even know who's going to start a quarterback for them. At least I have some semblance of stability with the Texans. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take them over the Colts. I don't feel good about the pick. It just is what it is at this point.
1: I don't either. Uh, these teams both don't have any momentum, yeah. as it is. So... I mean, yeah, I'll go with the Colts. You have Matt Ryan, who, who this year has been absolutely horrific, but
0: he don't has an he, upside. Is he, is he even going to play? Does he have an upside? Because it was Nick Foles. It then he got Nick hurt. Foles. Then it was Sam Ellinger. Yeah, so who do you roll out there? I don't know. Exactly, I'll take the what Colts. Saying. I mean, it's we'll just, whoever
1: out. against Davis Mills. I'll, give you
0: what they, I'll tell you what, they have a better roster, so that's something to look at. Something to pray for, yeah. Yeah. All right, Cowboys. That Commanders will both take the command. Or I'm sorry, both take the Cowboys. I was gonna say we will not both take the Commanders. No, Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys are a better team. Better quarterback, better roster. I think right now, better coach. I don't even love McCarthy. With uh, the Commanders, I don't know who they're starting a quarterback. I don't love who they're starting a quarterback, regardless of who it is. Cowboys are a better team.
1: Yeah, Cowboys. Um, the Commanders have not been able to kind of find their way. They had a, they had some sort of a pace going last year. I yep. thought that they were going to be able to. Like build something this year hasn't come to fruition yet. Maybe a couple more years down the line. We'll but will see. I don't not think they need a new <laughs>
0: coach. I don't like Runvar at all. Not in this game. All right, uh, Rams at the Seahawks. Our last split here. You actually like the Rams as an underdog going on the road to Seattle. I'll take Seattle when they have a running game. They're a really really nice football team, and they have Kenneth Walker back. He's healthy, so I'll go Seattle. I don't love the pick because Seattle tends to do Seattle things like yeah. it's Geno Smith. Uh, but I'll take Seattle. You'll take the Rams. Why? I'm trusting Baker to capitalize on at least oh, a couple big plays. There you go. Um, well, Baker Mayfield. See, we like Baker. Look, We're fair we, on this we show. Have,
1: we have always said that he is a pretty good quarterback. He can make some big-time throws. Absolutely. He's a gamer. He's chippy. And he's very, very competitive. But the problems lie in the off-the-field stuff. So far in L.A., he has surprised me a bit, and he's been able to stay out of most of that. That's good. Um, That's good. So... At least the talent takes over a little bit because I, I don't like Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I
1: don't like, know. I, I like the Rams
0: Uh Cardinals at the Niners. We're both going to take the Niners here. Better roster, better quarterback, better coach, period. Yeah, Played that's like. it. And They're be- better from top to bottom. Better owner, better front office, uh, better coach, better quarterback. And that quarterback. defense
1: is insanely better just defense. intimidating. I mean, they're,
0: they're better at every single level. At every single level. No matter how you measure a football team. Yeah. Uh, Chargers at the Broncos, same thing here. I'll take the Chargers. They are also better at every single level, and I don't even love their coach, so, you know, Chargers are, are a much better football team.
1: Yeah, you're telling me Ross is, is going to beat Jay Herb this week? That's not going to happen. No.
0: All right, let's go with the Giants at the Eagles. Uh, uh, we're going to take the Eagles at home, but that's a lot of points. It's 14. The Eagles are getting 14 so we points. So ha- we have to have in bets on the budget of the Giants covering that. Yeah, check out the TikTok for bets on a budget. Also, check out the newsletter for a couple, couple little lines thrown in there. Yeah, because um, that's a that's absurd. Fourteen points to the Giants to a, a competitive Giants team is crazy. Look, to I like the Eagles, but okay. not the, Giants that. A, the Giants have a good front four. They have a good offensive line, good running back. Well, not great, not good offensive line, but decent line. Good running game, clever offensive coach. Dude, fourteen and a half is a line that you look at in a college game and go, "Eesh,
1: I don't yeah. even know here." strong pass that's saying something
0: uh lions at the packers i'll take the packers at home in lambo prime time do i trust jared goff prime time in lambo to get it done i don't know i chance. trust aaron to get it done there so i'll take the packers we
1: saw what happened in minnesota when they went into lambo this last week and that wasn't pretty not so. pretty Not yeah, pretty. And,
0: that, and actually kirk Cousins historically has played pretty well lambo and he lost it yeah i don't yeah. like that um i'll go packers all right, well that's it for our predictions. We're split on you like the Rams, I'll take the Seahawks. You like the Colts, I'll take the Texans. You like the Dolphins, I'll take the Jets. Pulling for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get into the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. They have to win. That's the first order of business. Um, but let's pivot here to uh, to Derek Carr. So Derek Carr got benched. For those who don't know, I'm a I'm a big Derek Carr supporter. Have been for years. I think, like I, I'm not saying he's he's a top five type of guy, but I'm telling you he's a really solid NFL quarterback. Right? He's more towards. Top 12 than he is top 5, but hey, he's certainly top. He's a top 12 guy. Look, so you, you think it's crazy, right? I know, I know he's had a bad year. He got benched, right? He's already at 35,000 career yards. Only 33 NFL quarterbacks have done that ever in the history of the league. He's already got 217 touchdowns. Only 36 players in the league have more quarterback wise, right? Really, his career average for a season, right? 3,900 yards. 25 touchdowns, 11 picks, a 92 pass rating. Now, he's only 31 years old. If he can even do it for three more years, three more years, he'll have thrown for over 45,000 yards. 45,000. That'd be something only 16 NFL quarterbacks have ever done in their career. 16. 16. Like, put that into perspective, please. Right? How about five more years on that pace? Which, Derek's 31. I think five more years is doable. I don't expect five more years at that pace, but he, five more years, right? He'd be nearing 50,000 yards. Maybe over 50,000 yards, which is going to be good for anywhere between 12th and 13th uh, best of all time. Come on. Like, wait, wait, wake up. How about that? After three years at that pace for touchdowns, he'd be at 290 touchdowns. Again, only 16 guys all time would have more. So we would sit here and mess around. Oh, oh, but he throws some picks. Okay, here's what I'm looking at. Production. Production. More yards, more touchdowns. Right, how about after five years at that pace for touchdowns? He'd be at 340. Only 11 people would have more. In the history of football, in the history of the quarterback position, only 11 people would have more. Oh, let's not even mention that Derek Carr has had the 32nd ranked defense since he's come into the league. 32nd. Oh, also, not to mention, since he started, Pro Football Focus has labeled the offensive line as, quote, bottom tier. Bottom tier. They traded away his best receiver, Amari Cooper, traded his best edge rusher, Cleo Mack, and has replaced them with a nobody. Now, Devontae Adams. But and he had a really good year with Devontae. Well, made Devontae have a good year. All right? so let's be honest about Derek. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, right? I'm not saying he's Justin Herbert. He was a really, really solid NFL quarterback. You're going to turn around in four or five years when he eventually retires, probably about five or six maybe, and be like, oh, I actually forgot he was like that good. I forgot he had that good of a career. So he had a tough year. Okay, like that happens when you're on, I don't know, what, your sixth coach? When you have the poorest owner in in the league? When you have to move your franchise, completely uproot it? When your wide receiver kills an innocent innocent civilian, when your top DB pulls out a gun on social media, and you just "Eh, that's fine, we'll just drag drag the entire team to the playoffs. Like, it's laughable the hate that he gets. I don't understand it. Mark my words, you'll turn around in four or five years, maybe six if you can stretch it out, and be like, wow, it's actually a marvel that Derek Carr has these this good of numbers. He's pretty good quarterback, pretty good quarterback, especially when it counts. Down the stretch, fourth quarter, third down, very, very solid NFL quarterback. Again, not saying he's top five or top ten, top twelve, absolutely, absolutely. And over the last ten years, he has been a top ten quarterback over the last decade, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You can't deny it. Looking at the numbers, if he can continue on a pace that's not even crazy, that's not twenty five touchdowns. That's not even that's not even crazy. Mahomes already at forty, like twenty five touchdowns, super doable. Thirty nine hundred yards, yeah. That's very, very doable for Derek Carr, who throws for a lot of yards generally. He's going to be a top 16 quarterback of all time. Just wait. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Can't wait for it.
1: Yeah, um, those numbers are actually very impressive. Top 16 of all time. Top, top 12 16. of all time. Yeah. Top 11 of the, all time, yeah. Those are numbers that you don't... Uh, it's, but he's a ball. It's on. very hard to come by. Um, so that, He's not flashy. But that opens the question... What team is gonna get him at such a discounted rate right now? Because I think It's a good question. Do if you're what? a GM you have to view him more at this standpoint than you do from this season's play, right? Then this I have season's to body look work. Look at a whole body work. Okay. But do you think this this bad season is gonna bring his price down a little bit and somebody can get a get deal a and, and get Derek Carr for it cheaper than he should be.
0: So let's 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 play a little impromptu this or that. So like just like let's throw out some teams that would be like in the running. Like I think, but let's go both New York teams. So let's start with the Jets.
1: Okay. I, I like him more than Mike White, and I like him more than uh Zach Wilson.
0: And let's also let's assume for this that his salary is like pretty average, like like middle of the road. Because he's okay. like right now he's viewed as a middle of the road quarterback, somewhere a middle of the road salary, twenty five thirty million, somewhere on there. All right, Mike White or Zach Wilson or Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr easily. I, I don't even think it's close. I that's not even a discussion to me
1: no I do think I don't even have to think about that one Derek Carr is way more proven and way more just battle-tested than than Zach Wilson Couldn't agree is more.
0: and and so and people are like well they should draft one so you're gonna draft another rookie quarterback in that division with Belichick McDermott and now and now the Dolphins who look competent and I think absolutely not th- that'd be that'd be stupid he would fit the bill for New York too because he's a very tough player tough player he's dealt with Critical media, his entire career, yep. that wouldn't be a problem for him. And he's okay. been in Vegas now. So, so. was staying in New York, the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones or Derek Carr?
1: I would take Daniel Jones, or I would take Derek Carr over I, Daniel. Thank you Jones. very much. Absolutely, I would too. um It's that's not even one that's that close either. I
0: think Daniel Jones could have some sort of an upside, but I don't see it being more than Derek Carr. The the only way that I would keep Daniel Jones if he was significantly cheaper. If you told me Daniel Jones fifteen million and Derek Carr was thirty, I'll take Daniel Jones. What about twenty and thirty? Like, if, if Daniel like if Jones Daniel is was 20, 20 and, and Derek is 30, 30, who are
1: you taking? I think I, – I would eat the money on that one. I
0: would just eat it. I would take Derek. The off. only reason I think about it is because it's far from a, uh, a complete roster. Like, the Jets, I don't want to say it's a complete roster, but they're closer to being complete, so they don't need as much yeah. cap space as the Giants do. And you have but to the Giants could use Saquon. But the Giants could use some cap space, so I'd, I'd have to think about it. I'd probably lean Derek, though. Okay. Okay, what about Washington? Um – Derek Carr. I would take Derek. I think Derek Carr as well, and especially because it fits the bill for what they need—a veteran quarterback who's going to produce yards. Generally speaking, not going to throw a lot of picks. Right, he averages eleven, but that'll probably come down, especially if he has if Rivera stays the defensive coach. Yes,
1: and then okay, so like real quick, let's go over this. do they feel like
0: a playoff team with Derek Carr? I think so. They're they're just missing it by like a game this year. Do they feel like a playoff team if they have Derek Carr?
1: I think it definitely helps their case. I think so too, because you have an actual experienced quarterback that knows what he's doing. Especially in the playoffs, getting Couldn't playoff agree more. experience. Um, the the one that we have to look at as a whole, I would say the entire NFC South, because you have the Bucks that will probably be looking after Brady leaves. Okay. You have the Saints that probably need a quarterback, definitely need a quarterback, because they're not going to ride with Andy Dalton for much longer. I
0: agree, and they're like they're seven and nine right now. They could finish at seven and ten or, or eight and nine, which means they're not going to be drafting in a very quarterback friendly draft spot.
1: Right. Then you have the Panthers and the Falcons. Now, they
0: probably will be in a quarterback friendly draft spot, uh, and the Falcons. So. So, if I'm the Bucks, yes, because you have an aging roster, which means you're not ready for a complete rebuild, so you're not ready to go draft a guy and suck for a couple of years. Those veterans, okay. you're losing the locker room at that point. So, I would go get Derek Carr for two three years, yes. Okay, so... For the Bucks, yes. yeah, Absolutely. I don't think... It, uh, yeah. That, yeah. That's a After Brady move. leaves. I'm yeah. not... And, and it would be
1: horrific to go from Tom Brady to... Kyle Trask? Yeah. To, no. to some rookie that's next. What about...
0: Scored. Okay, so... I I was just saying I would for every other team in the division, yes, except I could make the case that for the Panthers they could find somebody better in the draft. No. Maybe not better, but at least younger, cheaper, and that roster is young. That's a full rebuild. If I'm going full rebuild, I'm starting from the top down. I'm rebuilding everything. Right? Like Atlanta has some pieces. They can run the football a little bit, defense not terrible, they got some guys on the back end. If they could plug in the quarterback, they, they would get, be in business. They were competitive this year. They're what six and ten could be six and eleven or seven and ten. Are they not close to five hundred with Derek Carr and competing for the division? Easily in that division, sure. Exactly, exact. Same with the Saints. Same with the Saints.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um. So then, what about the Colts? So that's another one. Indianapolis. Yes. So you'd rather yep. have Derek on than Matt Ryan. I think I would 100% yep. agree with that. Yep. Uh, Matt Cheaper. Ryan's aging.
0: Yes. 100%. And Derek, not that he's mobile, but he can at least move a little bit. Matt is a statue. He's mobile enough to get out of the he, way. Matt, at this to point, is Chris a statue. Place. He's a statue. Yeah, he can't, he a can't get it done. Um,
1: he, he's really starting to show his age. What about the Titans?
0: Because I think he's better oh, than Tannehill. So,
1: so he's better than Tannehill, but then you have to think about what sort of upside you could have with Malik. And we haven't seen much. Right, like we haven't seen much upside
0: with Malik. So, my personal view, I think Malik's another two years of sitting until being ready. I swear to God, two years of sitting. So, what you would bring Derek Carr
1: in, two keep years. him on the bench, learn behind Derek Carr a little bit,
0: hundred percent, put him in a couple
1: games where you need, to, you need to see flashes. Do you think it's crazy? I don't think it's crazy. It Look, just I, I think Malik really, is so. No, wrong. Now this is a case where you'd really have to get the salary right for Derek right. Carr because He'd you're not going to not gonna pay. Cheaper. You're not going to pay Derek Carr a bunch of money when you want to keep Malik Willis around and sitting on the bench and learning and eventually have him be right. Your starter. Then it gets a
0: little awkward if he's getting paid too much. You know. Right, I agree. And we've
1: seen quarterback rooms get messed up with that. So right. I don't know. It. Either way, that was interesting. That was a good. One.
0: It was good. Um, a little, good little discussion there. Yeah. To finish off the show,
1: guys, go let us know your take, uh, your thoughts, opinions on everything um, on our social media. You can find TikToks of this everywhere. Um, either on TikTok or a short on YouTube or a real on Instagram, all of those links are in the description of the episode, wherever you are watching or listening. So go hit that link and check everything out there. I said it earlier, go subscribe to the newsletter. Um, There's going to
0: be coupons on there for the store.
1: Yes. Um, so that you can find that theissuesports.com. That's also a link uh, in the description. Just click that. Right on the homepage, it'll say sign up for newsletter. Just type the email in, click sign up. Very easy to stay up to date with the show. Guys, we appreciate you watching and listening. So that was the issue.